I feel like I have said this for most intros uh, going into season two, but I just feel like we are having the most fun so far in this season, even though we're only six episodes in. It has been so nice, uh, you know, when we reimagined what we wanted Chronically Cultivating to look like for season two. We decided to include Gracing Goals and the Powersheet Prep Gals, and as always, you hear from me and you hear my mom and I chat, and you know, we've done a lot of episodes together. We were discussing when we were thinking about season two, and I really was like, we've had such good episodes. We've had really good topics, and I almost would like to dig deeper into those. Every single episode that we have done, it consistently comes up as, oh, we could take that so many directions. We could dive in in so many different ways. So we decided to, this season, try out something new. We're calling it Taking Root, where we look back at an old episode and we take one thing from that episode that we want to expound on in a greater way. So that's what we're going to do here today. If you haven't heard the episode prior, that's okay. We're going to include a short clip so that you're all caught up. But if you have the time to go back and listen to the episode, I'm sure that would be helpful. But we know that sometimes we need to just live in the right now and what's right in front of us and accessible. And that's totally all right. So that is what we're going to do here today. I guess let's just, as always, dive right in. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. I have to say, I am so excited about doing this episode with you. I don't know about you, but it was really fun to listen back to one of our older episodes. Yeah, you know, I don't think we really take a lot of stock in that and looking back, because we, like you said, we're often dealing with the right now or we're planning something for the future. So it was. Uh, I listened to it just this morning, so it'd be fresh in my mind. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we covered a lot. And I said one of my go-to phrases, I realized... This is just a topical conversation. We could get into this deeper. And now that's kind of what we're looking at is kind of taking root and and snipping out some of that and talking about it today. Yeah. And there's so many good things that we want to share, you know, from this episode. But I think what's so sweet, you know, this is my mom. So this has just been a really fun thing for the two of us to do together. And it was really neat as we were figuring out where we wanted to take what one area we were going to pull from that podcast episode. It was really nice to sit here and we really were reflecting on just Mm -hmm. how things have changed. And I think that's just a really great thing to do of just being able to look back and have that honest, real conversation. And so I'm really, really excited to be able to be doing these. So today we're going to be talking through episode 15 which is, have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it? And this can be found, again, season one, episode 15. It would be great, as I had said, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, like we did right before this, uh, to prepare. But we know that sometimes we need to focus on right now. And I know we've said that a couple times already so far, but that's because that is sometimes what real life looks like. So we are going to plug in a clip here. So you can either listen to episode 15 and come back, or jump right in by listening to this clip. You know, where do we get our advice from? Who do we seek counsel from? 
when we're dealing with an anxiety or we're dealing with uh, some some kind of decision in our lives, maybe we're even dealing with some of the the in-between things that aren't even so important or so serious, who do we talk to about that? And many of you might say, oh, well, I go to God, of course. Well, I, I'm grateful for that, and that's what we strive to do too. But as humans, I think we, we like to interact. We like to bounce things off someone else. Uh, Cassie and I have some fun conversations when I'm commuting, and I'm going, uh, hey, you are not going to believe this. So I would love to say that it's never gossip, but mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a little bit. But it's more like um, you're not going to believe um, this situation that I had to deal with. Or um, sometimes it's a very funny story. Yeah. Uh, actually, often it's a funny story because we kind of have that slant on life where we find humor. Yep. Always, always. And I think, too, it's just something where, you know, we connect as humans by sharing experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question that we really want to ask ourselves today is why don't we go to God first? Mm-hmm. And sometimes why don't we technically go to God at all? Because there are times that we go to God and we pray for something, but we aren't seeking to hear his answer. And we tell him what's going on and ask him for things to change, but we don't want to actually hear what he has to say on the matter. And, you know, I wish I could say, like, just like you were just saying, I wish I could say it's perfect and every time I go straight to God first and I do all the things. But it's a lot of really hard work and it's about building an intentional habit. And, you know, it's much easier said than done for sure. Yeah, and I think you could use, you know, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it as much (laughs) as you're talking about it? You know, it really could be, you know, not the most helpful. But there's many other times that I think we're also seeking a listening ear. And I think, you know, that's kind of a unique experience. But say we're upset about a relationship. Yep. Um, That's something I learned early in my marriage from other people. I always try to surround myself with really good mentors and peers um in parenting i always try to surround myself by godly women and parents who had kids older than me they've been through different Mm -hmm. things already and learned from them but at the same point i would say most of them not all because not everybody's bible believing but most of them would point me back to solid godly advice and which meant getting back into my bible getting back into reading the word and devotions and christian authors people that i wanted to emulate And this can happen in lots of different scenarios. It's not even necessarily, you know, something like what you had experienced. It can also, you know, just be, man, I'm having a really, really bad day today and I'm really stressed. Do I typically go to other people with that first? Yeah, more often than not, especially if it happens towards the end of the day when I'm tired and I don't necessarily like, even though I have no excuse because there's an app with the Bible on it, like it could not be closer. There are times that I just don't want to do that. I want to vent about whatever's going on and play a game on my phone or scroll on Instagram and then go to bed. And, you know, that's really challenging. And there is a time and place where we do need people. For instance, I had a really bad night just recently and I ended up just having one of those moments where, you know, it's a straw that broke the camel's back and you just cry. I went to call my sister and I just felt God being like, no, like, tell me what's going on. That's it right there. That's the gut check. Well, and something we've talked on this podcast a lot about is just how, you know, God wants us to, well, or he wants 
to be welcomed into our brokenness or our disappointment or our drama, whatever that case may be. He wants to be involved. And that was how I felt last night. And I just was like, all right, God, you are you sure you want to hear about this? Because what I'm about to tell you is kind of the whole reason I'm upset and you're allowing it to happen. But the thing is that he does want to hear. Even if I'm telling him I'm that I am upset with him, I am disappointed in how he's just moved certain pieces of my life along, he still wants to be a part of that because he wants to be close to us. You know, he he grieves with us. He intended when he made the world for a perfect life. And, you know, then sin came into the world and everything happened and he's grieving that just as much as we are. And, you know, I spent some time talking with God about it. And then, you know, I did feel like I needed to do some further processing. There were so many clips that we could have chosen. Um, but we chose this clip for reasons that I definitely did not think prior to this morning that we would have chosen this clip. Yeah, because we talked about this a while ago, the whole taking root idea and, you know, what one do we want to use and let's make sure we listen to it because you can think you know the content but you might forget something and you know god is is very interesting because <laughs> the timing for both of us to listen to this was unexpected right yeah in there in that clip you hear me say you know i had a really bad night last night and it was a straw that broke the camel's back and i said god are you sure are you sure that you want to hear about this because i'm pretty mad at you right now well he has a great sense of humor, and that is exactly what my night looked like last night. So this episode was recorded in September of 2019, so we have come a long way. A lot has happened in our lives, in our worlds, medically speaking, you know, like with disease progression, like there are a lot of things that have happened, and I thought that was really interesting that of all the days to be recording this and all the things that could have happened yesterday, that I found myself sitting in that same place last night. It was interesting, too, because, you know, when you talk about how there's been a lot, like I drew an arrow, I wrote September 2019, did an arrow January 2021. I was thinking also just collectively, like for mm-hmm. our world and, and just all of us as human beings, so much has happened in that time. But then even for myself, knowing that I was going to come out and meet you today, I also had a, just a terrible night's sleep, which is a new thing for me. You know, we all have our, our stuff, um, but insomnia is not a regular thing for me. And it's been a more recent thing and not really because I'm upset. I just think I'm just dealing with different changes. And so it was just interesting kind of going, wow, like she just had a terrible night. I just had a terrible night. Gee, I don't know what I'm going to really have vested <laughs> to, to offer to this today. But that's really when we're kind of more broken or more worn out, uh, more dependent on God, you know, less Mm -hmm. of us and more of him, that really we do our best work, whether it's a podcast or helping a friend or whatever it is, we seem to really um, realize that's when he really uses us versus when we're both feeling great and didn't we both just have a great week or whatever. That's just my humble observation. Well, and something that I found really interesting too, you know, is that there are a lot of good things that have happened uh, since that episode. So for instance, something that we've noticed in our lives is after we tend to do an episode and we talk about it, we find on our own, uh, just like we've heard stories from our listeners, 
that we tend to implement a lot of the changes and practical tips that Mm -hmm. we talk about for ourselves. Like I always know that this podcast is more for me than anybody else in the sense of like, I need these words and these, this encouragement just as much as anybody else. I need these practical tips. I need to put these into practice in my life. So I was reflecting on where my relationship with God was then and where it is now. And there have been a lot of highs and lows, but I do think that lately I've been struggling knowing that prayer is the most powerful thing that we can do. And it's typically, at least from what I've found, least favorite things of mine and most people's to do. We would rather go to church. We would rather help a friend. We would rather have a Bible study or do whatever. Listen to a podcast. Yeah, listen to a podcast. (laughs) And we don't want to just sit and pray. And I think that there are a lot of different reasons that can happen. And I know lately life has been really hard. I've faced a lot of disease progression, especially over this past year. You know, 2020 was rough for everybody. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about that. But something that I've really reflected on when we were planning for our year, and we said this um, at the start of season two in the first episode that we did together, was just when we were talking about our goals that there was so much that happened that even if we didn't have COVID going on, we didn't have other things, a lot of what is happening in my life would still be the same Mm -hmm. in the sense of a lot of what happened had nothing to do for me personally with COVID. It had to do with just EDS and where this is going and all of that. So I've been trying to really look objectively at what's happened and not like, oh yeah, 2020 was the worst and all these things happened. Like there are a lot of things that would have happened even if some of the bigger things weren't going to occur. And I've had a really hard time to just be like, Lord, I'm, I'm really frustrated. I'm really struggling. I don't understand why You would allow this to happen. And sometimes, you know, we want to have that almost like silent treatment. Like, fine, if you're not going to do whatever, then I'm just not going to talk to you. And somehow, unintentionally, I know that can sometimes, sometimes like creep into my prayer life. I think it's also to, you know, where are we at, like, you know, emotionally and what reserve do we have left? I think in a lot of ways we've really used up reserves that Mm -hmm. we didn't expect to and you know we've said this before that was there wasn't gonna be anything magical about 2021 there was there's always seems to be optimistic about and hopeful Mm -hmm. for but a lot of the things we're dealing with in 2020 is still going to be here and you know here we are still doing that but I know even for myself it's really important that we be good listeners and tuning in and I noticed just my own signs of burnout it's hard to focus as much Mm -hmm. and doesn't that show up in our prayer life too and I've had to be a little bit more in the world than I want to be or around, you know, good people, but maybe not biblical people, like, you know, having the same Mm like-mindedness. So that's what I mean by being in the world a bit more or being a little more vested in where are we with our world and how do we all get along during such a time of divisiveness. I know even for myself, when we talked about doing this, coming into it mentally and maybe emotionally little maybe not totally burnt out but just not as focused and I think I'm probably right in assuming that other people maybe are feeling that way too you know morale is down even if you're a very faith-filled person and being obedient and trusting God it's okay to be kind of worn out yeah and it all comes back to that like he wants to hear about our brokenness that is something that I had started discovering around 2019 as a year as a whole 
but I've really, really been diving into how do we worship him in brokenness? I've been seeking that out really intentionally. And in listening back to this episode, uh, episode 15, I also was recognizing, you know, in those practical tips that I've implemented a lot of those practical tips now in the sense of I really work hard to choose my people because Mm. it is important that we do talk to people, you know, saying like, oh yeah, have you prayed about it? And going into that, it's not meant to be something to shut you down, to say, don't talk about what's going on in your life. Like, just give it to God. Don't, you don't need to tell anybody. And ultimately, that is true. Like, God is truly the only one who can change a lot of these things. But we need our people. And there's healing that sometimes can be found just in talking with others and knowing that you're not alone in what you're facing But one of the things that I've implemented since that episode is I've kind of chosen my people. I have a handful of people that when I need to vent or borderline gossip, whatever it is, I have a few trusted people that I go to, but I will not talk about that situation to anyone other than those those people because it helps keep me fixated on saying, I know that these people are like-minded I know that they're going to point me back to Jesus. They are going to tell me when I'm in the wrong, but they're also going to pray alongside me. And when I've had the chance to talk to the Lord and talk to them, I'm able to almost release it and not feel like I need to tell the entire world and keep harping on that one thing. And I think that gives us, you know, more ability to focus and listen and be present for others because we've done that and and that's an act of being kind of obedient and being mature i think what i've learned is just since you know listening to that clip you know there's probably been a lot of inconsistencies in my own habits as far as prayer and sometimes what worked before doesn't always work now so if you're really stretched you're feeling maxed out maybe fully writing it out doesn't always work now but there's other ways that you can capture that Uh, i would love to say that i'm always doing my write the word journal and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But yeah, we we get too stuck in our own head. And yes, you need to be in your head a bit to be able to get in the presence of the Lord and be Mm -hmm. in a place where you can be quiet and be seeking him. But at the same point, we are just so caught up on our own dialogue. And and how do we get out of that? That was something that was kind of note to self. Just like you said, anything we talk about here, we try to be authentic and really apply it ourselves. If we're not, we try to have that accountability with the right people. Yep. And that's even here today. Like, I'm able to say... Things have not been the greatest, and prayer has been hard. Like, it has been a struggle. In that episode, I talk a bit about if I try to pray in my head, it's like a ping pong ball just bouncing around, and I get so off topic, and I have to keep going back to, I'm really sorry, Lord. (laughs) And then getting back to what I was praying about and learning that I either need to write or I need to, like, quietly whisper, because if I'm not actively focusing in that way it just doesn't work for me I just can't do it so you're saying you actually whisper out loud yep yep I I have to either write or whisper I cannot just silently pray it, it just I can't stay focused as a kid I remember being in our church and you know, in the service, uh, after the sermon, there's a time of prayer. And no matter how hard I tried, and I do still have trouble with this today, 
I'm hearing a sermon and they go to pray, I'm vested for like that first 30, 35 seconds and then my brain just is wandering and thinking about something else. And then by the time like they're saying amen, I'm like so not focused that I have to be like, oh wait, I'm in church, like hold on. So I've just learned for me that is a struggle. You know, there are times where we don't have the opportunity to just pick up the phone and call someone. Mm -hmm. So let's say that it's late at night. I do know that if I needed to wake my husband up at two in the morning, I could. I know that if I called you at two in the morning, you would pick up. Like I was awake. (laughs) Yeah. So like I do know actively that I have people I could call at two in the morning, but that's not really as practical as it seems. And there's always that feeling of, oh, even though I know that person told me I can call them day or night, I really don't want to be a burden and I don't want to do that. So something that I've started doing is it's a locked app on my phone. It was free. I just looked up a journaling app and it's very simplistic. It doesn't have anything special and it's literally black and white. Like, I mean, so plain. You can't, like, you have to stay focused because there's nothing else to look at. Like, that's how I have it set up in there. And I will empty out my entire brain. And it may not even make sense, but that doesn't matter. I just keep writing. And what I find is that as I'm writing and I'm retelling the story or whatever happened, and sometimes I'm documenting it because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell this person off tomorrow and say, (laughs) do you remember what you did to me yesterday? And I'm going to recount the whole story for them. But honestly, that's not what ends up happening. By the time I get through writing that, I'm able to, it somehow always transitions into a prayer, whether I intend it to or not, it just happens. And then I'm able to breathe. And then the next day, if I'm still really bothered by that thing, then I will go to one of, you know, those people that are in my circle that I say, all right, when I have things like this that I need to talk out, I'm going to go talk that through with them. And I do find that they're able to follow me much better because I'm not being like, oh, wait, hold on. Pause on that because I forgot this detail. And it's just, it's helpful. Yeah, and you've you've processed it too versus just some people do... (laughs) I mean, I have it happen to me all the time, but they just emotionally dump on you. And then you're, you know, it happens to nursing, actually. And ministry. And ministry. And, you know, that actually just happened. And, you know, if we can kind of put our filter on, especially at work, you're much more likely to do that. Or even in ministry, you realize it's this is not really about you. Sometimes it is, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's not. It's about whatever they're struggling with. And, And it's very rewarding when you actually get to the heart of the matter and you're able to help that person calm down and actually listen and just ask those right prompts to find out, well, this is what's really going on. And these, all these five things happened before they even got to you on the phone, Mm -hmm. but that's hard to do in our personal life. I think, especially if it's with someone we really love, somebody that's, you know, we're in family with or a good friend or even somebody in ministry with, that can hurt deep um, Mm -hmm. because they've just blurted out whatever, and we're not going to use those tools. Um, but yeah, Yeah. so basically it sounds to me like you found a tool to help you just kind of process all your thoughts and Mm -hmm. you got some of it out and you probably, my guess, if you read through it, you're probably like, well, that's ridiculous about a bunch of points. Oh yeah. And I will, um, I'll actually yell in my journal. So if I put things in all caps, that (laughs) means I'm literally yelling. So the other day I was praying and I actually was like, Lord, I'm putting you in all caps. And I just went off and I was so angry. But like he can take our anger. He can take those things. And I think we forget how powerful prayer is. And it's the easiest thing we can do. And I think the reason that we struggle to do it is because the enemy knows 
that that is a direct line to God. That is mm-hmm. the literal way that we can go straight to him and say, Lord, I need you because I'm not strong enough to do this or I don't know what to do or nothing that I actively do can change the situation besides talking to you about it. And of course he doesn't want us to do that as in the enemy. He doesn't want us to go straight to the Lord. He wants us to say, I'd rather talk to so-and-so about it. You know, it's, there's no point in praying about it because I don't think God's going to do anything anyways or yep. whatnot. And it's also to put all that pressure on another human, like especially our spouse. Yep. That's really not fair too. And you and I were just chit-chatting about like little domestic things. And yep. I had just had something like that this week where I was just, you know, overwhelmed about something, which is not my mojo. You know, I don't get overwhelmed a lot. And this was, oh, I don't know if I have burnout. I don't know what's going on. And I was really putting too much on that other person to kind of help me flesh that out a little. And it just worked out great that I ended up going and taking a shower and I mm-hmm. just kind of talked to God and, you know, got a healthy snack. Yeah, I think I at first looked for chocolate and then, <laughs> then <laughs> not going to lie. And then I think I ate some protein because I think it's something I needed. And, you know, it was just, I needed to do that. And like, that's not fair to put that on another human, you know, and we can't put all that pressure on another person that they're not going to give divine wisdom, you know? And I pulled this out and I, I love when God does this. Um, I had no intention. I had a verse in mind that I wanted to share and totally changed my mind because I think there are two things that we have to remember is that God did create us for fellowship, not just with him, but with other people. So us wanting to talk to our people about what's going on in our lives and share our burden. We were designed for that. Mm -hmm. We were designed for community. So I don't want you to walk away from hearing this and say, man, I'm doing everything wrong. Like I I do, I need to be better about X, Y, Z. There are always things we can be better about, but we're not saying here to not talk to your people. That's not at all what we're saying. And there's a verse on James 15, 16 that says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And there are two things that I took from this verse that I hadn't thought of before. As someone with a chronic illness, whenever I hear the words healed or healing or heal, it's a little bit triggering. Because I'm like, well, Jesus isn't here right now, and I can't just walk up to him and have him put his hands on me and just immediately heal me. So there is a bit of resistance that comes about praying over healing, and there's, there's, it's hard. Let's put it that way. And as I was reading it, I was realizing it says, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Healing doesn't always mean a complete physical healing. Healing comes in talking. Healing comes from working things out. And we, when we confess our sins, because sins are also shortcomings. It's not just something we have deliberately done wrong. And when we're able to say, I got so frustrated and so mad and I slammed the door. And you're telling that to a friend. Not only are they able to share with you their vulnerability and saying, I struggle with that too. But they're going to be able to pray for you in a way that they necessarily couldn't have before. And that conversation, if we're doing it with the right people who are also tuning into the Lord, that is going to be healing. And then still in this verse, it goes back to saying, yes, your people are important. Sharing what is going on in your heart and in your life and getting feedback is important. 
but earnest prayer has great power and does produce wonderful results. Yeah, and I find too, just if I've earnestly been praying about something and I'm just waiting on the Lord, because we talk about that in the episode too, it's just, you know, we try to take it in our own hands or we've given it to him and we take it back and all that. But when we're earnestly praying, I most often get out of my own head. I tend to really practice a lot of gratitude of mm-hmm. what we do have, um, yep. not just physically what we have but just just so much that we have that we have this good father we can go to and it also helps me okay so what can I do to help someone else you know and there's always somebody who who could use us and we we've how do I want to word this it's almost like being so caught up on our own drama even if it's very real and serious if we're so caught up in that, then how are we in tune with helping these other people in fellowship? Mm. How am I going to be really in tune about praying for that other person's struggle if I'm so caught up about, you know, oh, I didn't sleep last night and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and I'm not minimizing that, but we can we can make so much of it that we're missing a lot of other things that we can help other people or that they could bless us in ways we've just totally missed it. You so know? are you saying kind of like when... You know, sometimes when you're just listening to someone to just respond or to just, like, give advice or you just, like, you're so focused on what you're going to say next that you don't even hear what the person's saying when they're talking. Yes. Is that, like, kind of what you mean? That could definitely happen. Or I'm so caught up about my own thing mm-hmm. that I'm trying to be there for that other person. I and, see. And I'm really not because I'm just caught up about my own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still stuck in it and I haven't really had some peace about it, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm thinking. And, and that's and it's okay to say that too. Just like I said a little while ago is if my attention span is a little bit off and I'm just not mm-hmm. fully present, it's okay to say that. I've yep. even said that to, to my husband, to your dad. I've been like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I am listening to what you said, but I'm so sorry. Like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just feeling really distracted. And again, that's coming on 30 years of marriage. You could, you can say that earlier or probably in our relationship, I would have been like, are you listening to me? Or he may have been like, you know, she seems elsewhere. I'm not even going to talk to her about that. Mm-hmm. And I missed it. I completely missed it. So I guess that's what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking about is like, yeah, have we prayed about something as much as we've talked about it? Where you know, where are we still stuck mm-hmm. in our head about this? Have we, you know, I thought that was just kind of cool that you just pulled up a completely different Bible verse than what we were kind of chatting about. I mean, there's so many Bible verses we can use, but that's mm-hmm. so cool because that was you being in tune really with what you should be paying attention to right now. Yeah, and that's what happens when we really listen intentionally and listening intentionally is hard. Praying intentionally is hard. Living intentionally is hard. And we are humans. We're going to make mistakes. And I think there is also power in knowing our boundaries. For instance, like there are times that I've called you and you'll let me know and just say, hey, I've had a really long day and this is the mental capacity I have right now. So it gives me that heads up of, okay, like just so that I know where you're at. There are times when I'm talking to somebody and I do the same thing and I'm just like, hey, I need you to know. I'm, I am trying, like you were saying, I'm trying to be present right now, but I'm just not. When we are focused on praying about it as much as we've talked about it, we're honestly focusing on keeping boundaries, knowing what we can and can't handle. We are focusing on listening. We're focused on giving everything to him. And the hard part is after doing that whole rant with him, sitting in just some quiet, and in his word 
and giving him the opportunity to speak back to us because, I mean, I would be pretty pissed if someone called me and ranted about everything that was going on and then hung up the phone on me. Has happened. (laughs) Right? Like, that would be so infuriating and I don't want to do that to God. And that's kind of where I think about this. So those are kind of my thoughts on this whole topic. I don't know if you have any final real conclusive thoughts i know we've talked about a lot of things i think it's okay though to to also be at a place where you're like oh you know when we we were listening to the episode we listened to it separately uh today you know just that oh you just want to be thank you god for the sunrise and thank you for this and thank you for that and it's really okay that you're just kind of a little bit in a slump right now it's not okay to stay there but it's okay that that's where you are and to say you know and it's i think also just so much with the pandemic and just things still like being really active as far as restrictions and we're not in fellowship the same right now and Mm -hmm. and it's really showing there are people that it's really taking a toll on of all different groups age groups and people groups and I I think we just need to really be in tune to that like Mm -hmm. okay we're, we're struggling and not everybody can listen to a podcast and not everybody gets on a zoom call and people are just generally missing giving each other a hug mm-hmm. and you know that physical contact and so I would just say just being kind of tuned about that mm-hmm. and I think that's something that's very different than when the first podcast went up you know yeah. and then I know it's kind of everybody says oh practice kindness and gratitude but but there really is science behind that too yep. even if you're not a faith-based person and like there was science to really show the changes in the brain and the parts that light up in the brain on these these scans when people are practicing gratitude and just having connection. So mm-hmm. I would say that's probably my prayer for us and for anybody listening is just, you know, I, I, I pray that you, in hearing this, um, you want to seek more and you just say, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, help me. And then hopefully that person who maybe is supposed to be that one to help you, if it is a person, mm-hmm. that they're sensitive to that. Well, I think it's safe safe to say we we weren't sure what we were going to think of this whole taking root idea when it came up, but I have enjoyed this so much. And let us know, you know, we'd love to hear from you. If there's an episode that we've done that you want us to dive in further, let us know. We would love to hear an episode or a way that you would love us to focus in more um, as we are delighted to walk through life alongside you and cheer you on. We would also probably say if we're going to do any pictures of anything, just like brace yourself because i've got some serious <laughs> seed things going on garden planning just uh, a lot of ways that i'm staying healthy and sharing out beauty to others i brought two plants to you and hopefully your friend wants the other one because i'm like i think she'll love it here you know uh, so brace yourself there's probably some really great pictures coming up too if people are into that and yeah it- and no because we're not just <laughs> taking root in our podcast we are physically literally taking root in our lives right now as we are preparing for spring All right, friends, well, we had so much fun doing this with you, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Friends, as our time here comes to an end, I want you to know that the resources don't stop here. At livingthechronicillnesslife.com, you can find blog posts, videos, the Grace and Goals interactive resource library, free downloads, and even these episodes right here to help you continue cultivating an intentional life right where you are, no matter how uncertain the season. Whether you're working to build an intentional life with your daily habits, 
planting a garden, setting goals, or simply resting well, you can cultivate an intentional life. Head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com to access all of these resources, and I'll see you next week.